0: We lift our hands to you, Jesus, and we praise your holy name for all that you do and for all that you are about to do in our lives. We are thankful to you, O oh God, for your grace that has sustained our lives, for your mercies that daily surrounds us. Bible says that your steadfast love, my God, they never cease but they are new every morning great is your faithfulness even when we are faithless and we are unfaithful my God you still remain faithful we are here tonight lifting up our holy hands unto you and we say thank you Jesus have your own way tonight in the midst of your people spirit of our living God take preeminence over tonight's service touch the hearts of your people that their hearts be ready to receive your word that is able to build us up and give us an inheritance. We thank you that tonight you have your own way and bless your people. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Thank you. We are alive once more because of grace. Not because we are skillful. And not because of what we are able to do. Or because of how careful we are in our movements. The Bible says that it is God that orders the steps of a righteous man. And He leads him along the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Not because of you, no, but because of his name's sake, he leads us and he guides us. So if we see ourselves this day alive with all strength, it's because of a mighty hand that holds our life and guides us through. Amen. Tonight the Lord will do us good because no one comes before his presence and leaves the same. Once you are in his presence, I'm of of certainty that the Lord will visit us tonight. Amen. I want us to appreciate the life of our father. Let's do it for daddy. That daily he ensures that what he brings to us is what will build our life up. And if tonight we are here to study at the feet of God, it's because of his obedience. That is why we are alive today. To hear what God has for our lives. That will guide us daily. Amen. Let's do it once more for our daddy. Amen. Thank you, daddy, for this opportunity. The Lord bless you so much for your confidence that you have in us. Always ready to bring out what God has invested in our lives. Amen. I want us to appreciate the life of Mama Joanne. She's not here with us tonight, but I know she's with us in the spirit. The Lord bless her so much. Amen. I salute all the reverend ministers and all the pastors. Thank you for coming. I know the Lord will do you good. Amen. Tonight we are dealing with arise and do what you have to do. Arise and do what you have to do. Simply arise. Fulfill your assignment. Arise, fulfill your assignment. What is your specific assignment on earth? What has God told you to do? What were you created for? When you look at Ephesians 2.10, Bible says that for we are his workmanship in Christ Jesus, created unto good works which the Lord before ordained that we should walk in them. We are God's workmanship. We are people that God wants to use us. And Bible says that he ordained these things before, hand before you were born, that through these things you will walk in them and to do good works. Arise, fulfill your assignments. What has God told you? When you look at Titus 3 8, it says that this is a faithful saying. And everyone that believes in God, you should have this affirmation that you should maintain good works. Titus 3 8 it said, This is a faithful saying. And these things are wool that thou affirm constantly, always. That they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Your good works are profitable unto me. If you are able to fulfill your assignment, it is profitable unto me and it is profitable unto yourself. And Bible says that we should be careful to maintain these good works. You are not good in your works today and tomorrow you slack. No. He says that be careful to maintain these good works. And whatever God intended for our lives has never changed. And it will never change. Because we serve a God who does not change. He is ever faithful to watch over his word to perform it. He said, from ancient times, I have purposed what I would do with your life. I have spoken it and I will bring it to pass. Whatever he intended for our lives from the beginning, it still remains. In Genesis 1.28, he says that when he, when he created man, he says that be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. That is what he assigned unto man. He says that be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. We need to be fruitful in our assignment. We need to be fruitful in what God has entrusted into our hands. When man sinned and God wiped out man with flood, when you look at Genesis 9:1, Bible says that when God visited Noah, he said these same things he said unto Abraham. Genesis 9:1, he says, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. This is very important unto God that when he wiped out men because of their sin through the flood. Bible says that he visited Noah and he said these things still unto Noah. He said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. Are we being fruitful in our assignment? Whatever God has entrusted in your hands, are you being fruitful in them? When you know your assignment, you know the timings of your assignment such that when you are able to complete your assignment, you can proudly say, as Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, he said that I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. We need to finish our course. We need to fight through until we finish our course. So when we know the timings of our life, we ensure that whatever God has entrusted in our hands, We fight through to finish. Hallelujah. You don't stop halfway. Because there is something ahead of you that you are looking up to. There is a crown ahead of you that you need to achieve. But until you are able to fight through. Because so many things will obstruct you. But until you are able to fight through. You cannot proudly say that indeed I have finished my course. And I finished my course still in the faith. Our assignment is time bound every day that he says this unto us, that whatever God has entrusted into our hands, it is time bound. And we need to understand the concept of time. Everything that God did, on the first day, he did this. The second day, he did this. It was with time. And he accomplished anything that he was supposed to do in each day. Time is crucial. Time is of essence. Because time spent cannot be recovered. Whatever you have to do today, if you are not able to do it, you've missed it. Because whatever life that you have to live on earth, the number of years you have to live on earth, if today passes by, you have missed your total number of years by one day. So whatever I'm supposed to do today, if I'm not able to do it, life still goes on. Time is still running out. That is why Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says that to everything on this earth, there is a season for it and there is a time for everything under the heaven. Time is not on our side and definitely whatever we have to do you surely have to complete it whichever way when you look at ecclesiastes 11:4 most of us want to do our things in a conducive time when it's favorable unto us but ecclesiastes 11:4 says that he that observes the wind will not sow and he that regards the cloud will not reap and then I said, Yeah, I will I said, And then, and from my bow you are observing the wind. And because of that, you cannot sow. And because you miss your sowing time, you cannot reap. And he that has sown, that it is time for you to also reap. Today is too cloudy, like the way today it has been raining from morning till now. Where are the rest? And then me quite sorry. But you need to hear these things to guide you in your life. He said that he that observes the cloud and has so much regard for the cloud, when you are supposed to step out and reap, you say that it is too cloudy. The rains are about to pour down. I cannot go and reap. Then Solomon will tell you in Proverbs twenty-six, thirteen, that the slothful man will say that there is a lion out there. I cannot go into the street. That is a saying of a slothful man. Somebody who is lazy. Even when he has not seen the lion, even when he has not heard the lion roar, He says, there's a lion out in the way. I cannot go into the street. Time is of essence. Time is running out. Whatever you are supposed to do today, if you don't do it, it is still waiting for you. You will have to do it. Meaning that when you are supposed to finish in adequate time, you are lacking behind. You've missed that time. That is why tonight we are here. Arise. Arise, seriously, arise. And whatever God has entrusted in your hand, put all seriousness to it, hallelujah. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. I want a message for this one. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. The message version. Ephesians 5, 15 seventeen. Fifteen to seventeen. 5 five fifteen. Message, please. When I read the message, I had a different understanding. It says, so watch your step. Use your head. It will be as if you are insulting the person. But when you look at the King James, he said, that, "Don't be foolish. Be wise." He says, "So watch your step. Use your head. Make the most chance. Make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times." <laughs> It was sitting there and make good use of the chance you have now because you may not get that chance again. The next verse. Verse 17. Don't live carelessly on thinking. Make sure you understand what the master wants. Simple. If you don't understand what the master wants, you cannot pray So he says that as the life is moving on, don't live carelessly. Time is running out. But your assignment is still waiting for you. Think well. Understand what the master wants. Understand what the master has entrusted into your hands. Life is a journey. The assignment is a journey. And it is full of processes. It's full of phases. And every stage has its own sacrifice it goes with. If I want to go to the next level, it calls for hard work. If you are in class one, you want to go to class two? It's not automatic. No. You need to pass and pass well. When you fail, now they say you don't repeat again. When you fail, you are repeated. Until your teacher knows that you are worth the next stage you are going to. You are not promoted. That is how our assignment is. Our assignment is in phases. If you pass today, whatever God has aligned for you, They are in stages. When you finish this stage, you are supposed to move to the next stage. So don't wait to see. Don't slack to see. That near way you know, oh, that is my assignment the person is doing. I have slacked. And I can foresee somebody doing what God has entrusted into my hands. The assignment is in phases. And you would have to go through each of the stages one by one. And it calls for hard work. It calls for seriousness. When you understand your assignment, then you attach more importance to it. Most of us are in a rocking chair. Most of us are in a rocking chair. You know what a rocking chair is? You are in a rocking chair. You are making serious movements. But you're not progressing. You're not going anywhere. That is why when God called Moses, the assignment was for them to leave Egypt and go to the promised land. Well, when you look at Deuteronomy 1, 6 to 8, Bible says that when they got to Mount Horeb, they became so comfortable there. You need to break camp and advance. He said, you have stayed too long on this mountain. This is not what I destined for you. A land flowing with milk and honey. What I gave unto Abraham, the covenant I made unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, that your descendants, I will take them to a land that flows with milk and honey. When they got to Mount Herb, Bible said they were comfortable there. God said, you have stayed too long in this place. We have stayed too long in the way we operate. We are staying too long in the way we do our things. We need to break up and advance. Something else, something unique, should spring out of our lives. Let's forget the old way of doing things. We need to arise. We seriously need to arise. Do you know the details of your assignment? what God is asking you to do, do you know the details of it? Let's look at Jeremiah 1, verse 4 to 12. Jeremiah 1, 4 to 12. Please go back to King James, please. Then the word of the Lord came unto me. It was not the word of man. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee. And before you came forth out of the womb I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. That was his assignment. Right in the womb God said I knew you. Before you came out I ordained thee. Then said I Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Let's go on. That is what most of us are doing. But the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. God didn't say that, okay, you are a child, so let's stop there. Whether you are a child, whether you can speak, you cannot speak. He told him, you shall go until are last last. Now, who died down? Now, me slow down. He says, You shall do it. The earlier you do it, the better. He said that, by the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. When God says he wants to deal with you, he doesn't look at your limitation. Let's see what God did to him. The next verse. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. The next verse. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. So if that is the only reason why you cannot do what I am asking you to do, then I touch your mouth. He said, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And now I have touched forth the same man that you said, Lord, I cannot speak. I have touched it. Now listen, See. I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms, one, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant the totality of his assignment. I have set you a prophet. Now he gives him the details. Moreover, the word of Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou and I said, I see a rod of armor tree. The last verse. Verse 12. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my way to perform it. It doesn't care your excuses. But you see, when God deals with our limitations, will we see Still arise and do it. I thank God for what the youth exhibited last week. I thank God for the way they expressed themselves. I am shaking. I am afraid. Yes, it is normal. But you see, when Nana stood here and he said, I am afraid. I am shaking. Just after 10 minutes, the fear was gone. The shaking was gone. It was awesome here. Because he allowed himself. It is God who is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is not our strength. It is not our abilities. Your abilities will fail you. If you want to use your own ability, it will fail you. But when you give it all on to God, he takes over and he does it so marvelously. I said, Wow, I was able to stand here and do all that I was able to do on Friday. Yes. It is good at times to be afraid because some of us, you can't stand before a crowd. We all didn't start this way. The first day I stood there, I was shaking. You could see the microphone virtually shaking. The hand was shaking like this. Bishop said, Whether you shake, you don't shake, the next time it comes until that confidence is built in you. Because there is so much in your life that has to come out all of us here there's so much in us that has to come out but until you are given the platform and when the platform is being given we run away from the platform i don't even say me throw me for radio i don't even say me eloquent i don't even say me to me in casa oh or so no problem when moses said lord you know i can't speak he said don't worry everyone will help you you will still go If you can't speak, everyone will speak for you, but you will still fulfill the assignment. Hallelujah. I want us to look at Judges 13, 3 to 5, the details of our assignment. Judges 13, about Samson. Judges 13, verse 3 to 5. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman, that was Samson's mother, And said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. The next verse. Now therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. The next verse. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. You see, the moment you become a clot, God has seen your life. And arrange whatever he wants to do with your life. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistine. This was told to Samson's mother that because of what you are about to carry, be careful. Don't touch anything that is unclean. Don't take any drink. Otherwise, you are going to destroy what God has deposited in your life. Most of us, when we took seed, there were so many instructions God gave us about what we were carrying. But as to whether We are foreseeing that manifest in the life of the children. The details of your assignment. For the sake of what you are carrying, be careful not to abort it. Because that child is a Nazarite unto me. And I will use that child to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. So, for the sake of what I want to do with that child, for the sake of the assignment upon the life of this child, you, the mother that is carrying the child, be careful to maintain what I am telling you that you don't destroy the life of the child. Because surely God is going to use us. Hallelujah. We are God's vessels. We are God's vessels. And vessels, they carry something. What are you carrying? Is it your assignment? Second Corinthians 4, 7 says that we have this treasure, which is in earthen vessels. And the excellency of it is of God. It's not of us. All that God wants from us is to avail ourselves that is why we say that in a great house, like we are gathered here, 2 Timothy 2, 20 to 21, it says that in a great house, there are so many vessels. Those that are made of gold, those that are made of wood, those that are made of hay, those that are made of earth, some to honor and some unto dishonor. There's another that says, empty vessels make what? Mm-hmm. But when you carry something, there is weight. You don't easily fall off. 21 says that if a man will purge himself, then that person will be a vessel ready. Sanctified for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Hallelujah. We are prepared unto every good work. Let's yield ourselves as vessels unto honor. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to do a little writing here. Now, why the need to arise? Why the need to arise? one. We have only one life to live. We have only one life to live. Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die. After that, what? There is judgment. Our life is not like and there I'm going to to Oh, quite. No, I Wherever you got to the stage you got to, that is it. You have only one life to live. That is why Jesus said that I must work the works of Him that sent me. John 9 4. I must work His works whilst it is day. And then I will be one one thing. And then I will me one thing. I must work the works of him that sent me, whilst it is day. For the night comes, when no man can work, when your night comes, you cannot work. And the night shall surely come. We have day, we have night. We woke up this morning. Hasn't always been day? No, the night has come. So in our lifetime, in the process of time, night shall surely come when no man can work. But as to whether I was able to accomplish what God entrusted into my hands, the night has come. I have no longer the strength to do what God is asking me to do. Our night shall surely come. But whilst it is day, let us strive to fulfill our assignment. We have only one life to live. We eat to live. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of he that sent me. Not just to do it, but to finish it. John 4, 34. To do the works that I was assigned to. That is my meat. And to finish it. Not to just do it, but to finish it. And thank God Jesus finished it. And he says that greater works shall you do. So whilst he has finished it, I bet it, we will all finish it. Hallelujah. But till we arise and know and understand what God has entrusted into our heads, we cannot do it. Job 23, 12. He says that I have esteemed your word than my necessary food. Job 23, 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than necessary food. So the first thing is that we have only one life to live. Once we still have breath in us, once we still have the strength, let us strive to fulfill what God has entrusted into our hands. Hallelujah. The second one is there is always a replacement. Emmanuel will say you cannot be replaced. No, there is always a replacement. Acts one sixteen to twenty. Acts one sixteen to twenty. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled. Which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake concerning Judas. Which was a guide to them that took Jesus. The next verse. For he was numbered with us. It wasn't like Judas was, was out of the circle. No. He said like for he was numbered with us. And he obtained part of this ministry. Like the way we are all here today. We are all part of this ministry. We are all counted worthy in this ministry. He said, Judas, for he was numbered with us. He was among the twelve. And he took part in the ministry of Jesus. The next verse. Now this man purchased and filled with the reward of iniquity. And falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. The next verse. It was known unto all that unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, insomuch as that field is called in their proper tongue Akadama, that is to say, the field of blood. The next verse. For it is written in the book of Sam, let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell in, and his bishopric let another take. Another verse will say that and his position. Let another take. He was part of the ministry. He was among us. But he was replaced. He was, he was out of the ministry. Let another take his position. And my name will say a chair No. When Elijah did that thing, Elijah said, Jezebel is after me. I ran for my life. He left his place of assignment. He was running. God said, what are you doing here? Elijah, what are you doing here? He said, Jezebel sought to, to kill me and I'm the only one left. God said, no, there are 7,000 prophets who have not kissed Ba or bowed down to Ba. Now do what? Arise. On your way to Damascus, you will see Hazel anoint him to be king of Fort Syria. After that, anoint Jehu to be king over Israel and anoint Elisha to take your place. 1 Kings. First Kings 19, 15 to 18. The seventeen says that, sixteen says that, and anoint Elisha. So, I say, I say, I say, I say, Jezebel wants to kill me. So I've left my place of assignment. He says, no problem. But anoint Hazel. Anoint Jehu. Hazel was Syria king. Jehu was Israel's king. But for Elisha, he says, he will take your position. So that whoever escapes the, the sword of Hazel, Jehu will slay. And whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will slay. Don't ever think that God cannot replace you. No. There is always a replacement for us. But we don't have to be replaced. That is why tonight we need to arise. And do what God has entrusted into your hands. Hallelujah. The third thing is that we will give an account of how we handled our assignment. We'll give an account of how we handled our assignment. Luke 19, 12 to 13. He says that a noble man went to seek for a kingdom. And when he was going, he gave talents unto men. And he said, occupy till I come. And the Bible says that the 15, when he returned he called all of them to give an account. Definitely we'll give an account of what God entrusted into our hands. And God is saying that occupy. Make good use of it until I come back. Whether I'm able to do it in a good way or in a bad way. Bible says we'll give an account. Occupy. Don't let Your assignments slip off your hands. Occupy. Make good use of it. Until he comes because you give an account of it. Hallelujah. The next one is you'll be rewarded according to your labor. There is a reward for our labor. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 to 14. you'll be rewarded according to your labor. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 to 14. Now he that planted and he that watered are one. If I don't plant, you cannot water. And when I plant, I need you to water. But says that we are all one. And every man shall receive his own reward. According to his own labor. The next verse. For we are laborers together with God. As we are seated here today, we are laborers with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's people. Building, sorry. According to the grace of God which is given unto me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And another built thereon. Have we not received the foundation in this house? Please go back to the verse. Have we not received the foundation in this house? How well are we building? But let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. Yama ofapim no. What is it me demet shiyanon? And I said, maybe no. We've received what it takes for us to stand on this foundation. A foundation has been laid. We are supposed to build on the foundation. Bible says that let every man take heed how he builds. The next verse. For no other foundation can no man build. For other foundation can no, man, can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The foundation of this house is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day will declare it. Oh, that day, it will declare your works. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If it's well built, no matter what comes, it stands. Hallelujah. We shall receive a reward for our labor. Let's take heed what we are building. Let's take heed as to how well we are using our assignment or what God has entrusted in our hands in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want to look at certain requirements. Then I'll bring it to a close. Doing the needful. The first thing is obedience. Obedience. Obedience is key. Every day we talk about obedience, 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 and every day we talk about obedience. Because all it takes Everything God wants to do with our life is conditional to obedience. He said, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. It was disobedience that took Jonah. You see, Jonah, God asked him to go to Nineveh. He decided to go to Tarshish. But did he come back? He came back Disobedience takes you down. Jonah, he went down to the depth of the sea, swallowed by a whale. It didn't end there. God said, I'm asking you to go to Nineveh. He was spilled out. Then the word of the Lord came back unto him again and said, Jonah, go to Nineveh. Disobedience, it takes you down. Instead of going forward, you go backwards. Jeremiah 7, 23 to 24. Let's look at what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah 7, 23 to 24. By this thing commanded I them saying, Obey my voice and I'll be your God. And you shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. The next verse. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsel and the imagination of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. Disobedience, it takes you backwards. Disobedience, it takes you down. But you see, when the message of the Lord locates you and he brings you back on track, God does not change his assignment. He will still tell you, go back to Nineveh. So why do you have to go through the hassle of going to the depth of the sea by running away from God? We can't run from God. Bible says it took a three days journey for him to get into Nineveh. So if he had gone, the moment God told him, these three days, we'd have gotten there a long time. But time had gone. He went through the sea. But when he came out, God said, Still go to Nineveh. So why do we disobey and go through certain things and realize that we've spent so much time? Time is gone. But God said, Yes, still, you have to accomplish this part of your assignment. Now, I didn't say we oh, did one month, you, you know, you are taking a year to finish definitely you will finish the assignment. But how well, how soon will you finish? Hallelujah. The next one. Doing the needful. The next one. Ability to wait on God's word and God's timing. Ability to wait on God's word and God's timing. Most of us are running... When we are supposed to be in hiding, seeking the face of God for further instructions and further directions. And when we are supposed to run, we are walking or we are still in hiding. Let's look at Matthew 2 13. Matthew 2, two 13. And when they were departed, behold, The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Jesus was carrying an assignment. As young as he was, Herod sought to destroy his life. Bible says that the angel told Joseph. Now flee to Egypt. And the instruction was, be there until I bring you word. And now you will meet your enemies and they will cut off your assignment. Because he says that Herod seeks to destroy the child until I bring you word. Do not come back. Be there in Egypt. And let's look at verse 19 to 20. The same Matthew 2, verse 19 to 20. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. So he stayed there, saying, arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel. For they are dead, which sought the young child's life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's because he needs to clear certain things from your way that nothing will cut off your assignment or take your life or hinder you from fulfilling your assignment so when he says that be there until I bring the word go into hiding and wait, don't start running most of us are running when we are supposed to be in hiding Because he sees ahead. He knows the thoughts of man. He knows what somebody is thinking about you. The evil the person wants to do unto you. He says, keep waiting. My time is not up. Whilst you are still waiting, I'm still preparing you. Because I need to clear certain things of your way. Until then, they will cut off your assignment. Until I bring the word, stay in Egypt. Don't rush to come out. Don't force yourself to come out when your time is not up. Otherwise, you get yourself entangled with certain things that would hinder you from shining. Definitely, when the path is made straight, he will come back unto you with the word that now arise. Those that seek your life, they are no more. No more hindrances. No more distractions. Then you can fulfill your assignment. But until then, if you try to run, when he says that, wait, you don't know what may happen unto you. Let's wait for God's timing. Let's wait on God's word. For our God will surely speak. As long as he has placed an assignment upon your life, all that it takes for you to fulfill the assignment, he has made it available. But he works with his timings. Hallelujah. And the third one be diligent to stay focused. Stay on track. Stay focused. Watch out for distractions. Watch out for discouragements. We need to reach our destiny in adequate time. Irrespective of the challenges that may come our way, once you are focused, those things do not divert your direction. Once you stay focused, the things, the happiness around you do not divert your direction. You stay on your lane and you stay on track. Hallelujah. Acts twenty 22 24. Act twenty two to twenty four. Acts twenty twenty two to twenty four. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. That was Paul speaking, save that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying, Bonds and afflictions abide me. The next verse. But none of these things moved me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Because I did not count my life so dear to me. The Spirit of the Lord told me that bonds and afflictions await me. I was not discouraged. I stayed focused so that I can finish my course with joy. Hallelujah. We need to arise and do what God has asked us to do. Time is running out as to, we need to assess our life and see how far have I gone with my assignment. David said, let me know my number of years. I will apply wisdom. And let me know where I've reached in your assignment and grant me the strength for the number of years that is left. Let me do what is expected of me. To conclude, I want us to take note note of this. Learn to keep quiet about your assignment. Keep quiet. Share it with no man. If you need further understanding, if you need further instructions, go to him that assigned you. You see, this was what killed and destroyed Samson's life. This is what destroys Samson's life. Delilah sought to know the secret of his strength. You see, when we look at Samson and Delilah, when when they say Delilah, we laugh at Delilah, Delilah. But you see, Delilah is anything that will cause you to compromise your assignment. Anything that will cause you to compromise what God has asked you to do, he said, Delilah, unto you. Let's not compromise our assignment with pleasure. Let's not. Because the day that you are falling into the hands of your enemy, the first thing they will do to you is to take off your vision. That was the first thing they did to Samson. They plugged off his eyes. They took off his vision. And it's your vision that brings you direction. You see, this is my bosom friend. Oh, na I'm na me In two say, You're going to be Lord over us, Joseph. Oh, then we'll kill you before your, your, your dream comes true. We will destroy your life and see what will become of your dream. Share it with the man. Bible says that write the vision down. And let's hear that read it run. And wh- wh- why are the eyes to read the vision? When your eyes are taken off, when they kill your vision, what else are you looking up onto? Share your assignment with no one. It was specifically for you. God gave it to you. It's not like it's going to help you to fulfill your assignment. You don't need the strength of man to fulfill your assignment. Bible I will say, I know the thoughts and the imaginations in the heart of man. And then now will say, oh, he's my bosom friend. Yes. But certain things that God revealed to you, it is solely for you. The day you share it with somebody, they are coming after your vision. Not you. But what God has said he would do with your life, that is what they are coming after. They want to ensure that you don't fulfill your assignment. But I will say this to the church, as, as Paul told Archippus, Colossians four seventeen, He says that, say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you so much. Amen.